0: Okay, okay, okay. Here we are at the CXM experience. And I'm Grad Khan, CXO, Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler. And um, today we are continuing our series on Discover, Classify, and Engage. And so we have um, kind of a quick recap of what we're doing here. So we're uh, motivated, inspired. I think inspired is probably the best word, maybe um, excited um, by the kinds of things that are happening in marketing today around one-to-one. Uh, we're um, I talked a little bit about Mark Pritchard and his commitment to mass one-on-one at Procter & Gamble and talked about the evolution of marketing communications from what used to be pure face-to-face one-to-one to mass communications in the 20th century to what we now have in the 21st century, which is conversational marketing, which is one to one and mass at the same time. I was talking to a customer today and they would talk about two-way communication, another great way of sort of putting that. And um, they had a great phrase um, and it was just, it was so well put and I thought the person who said this was, uh, was brilliant the way she put it. Um, what she said was, don't forget, that when you think past the business and you think past the applications and you think past the phone and all the other sort of mechanisms of communication, uh, remember you're talking to a human. There's a human sitting at the other end of the table and that human to human connection is what really counts. And I think this is to me what's so exciting about where we're going in the 21st century is we've got a whole bunch of new types of communication that enable a back and forth that has not been possible between brand and customer before. So great times. So we were talking a little bit about what it takes to make a mass one-to-one marketing platform work. And we've kind of got three stages right now, which is discover, which is you need omni-channel access to all digital channels. Classify, which is you need to be able to take all these billions of conversations and somehow classify it and sort it and make sense of it. And then you need to engage. When you hear somebody's in pain, you need to solve it. Someone who's happy, you need to amplify it. Somebody who's got a question, you need to answer it. And just just that is a one oh one. I mean, and this a lot of this is like I think conversational marketing is a good word because a lot of this is what you normally do in a conversation. When someone is talking to you, you need to listen. If you're not listening, you're not going to be very effective in the conversation. Uh, You need to sort sort out what they're saying to really understand it properly. And then if they have a request or if there's something that you need to do to help them, you need to be able to respond to it. So that's the uh, sort of setup. Now, what we've done uh, in the last show is we spent a bit of time on Discover and drilled in a little bit on that one. Today, I'm gonna drill a little bit in on classifying. So this is gonna be a discussion on AI. So a little bit on AI for a second. So you know, AI is really composed of sort of three things. There is uh, the algorithms that are used to essentially create the neural network. And those are actually reasonably standardized. And there's not a lot of differentiation possible in the algorithms alone. And we're getting pretty good at these. Um, so there's the algorithm. The second thing is the training set. So the data that you're going to train the algorithm on. That's, that's very important. Uh, so we'll come back to that in a second. And then the third piece is the actual training itself. So the feedback. So when the AI makes a recommendation, if that recommendation is off, there needs to be a mechanism to say, "Mm, that's not quite right. And so that it can adjust. So, you know, I thought that was red, but it was really blue. Next time I won't make that prediction because I knew I was wrong and I'll, I'll get more accurate as we go down the path. So we talked a little bit about discover. And one of the things we talked about was just the 400 million different data sources that are out there and, And I'll obviously speak to this from a sprinkler standpoint because that's what I know and that's sort of the context. And so you've got this giant haystack of um, stuff composed from social platforms, all the public stuff, right? Uh, Forums, things like Reddit, review sites, um, news sites, blogs, all the broadcasts that's out there, um, TV, print, all the print that's out there, uh, radio, all that stuff's all piled into the haystack. Now, the trick is I need to find needles in that A-stack. And so it's, it's a reasonably complex task. So we're actually talking about more than 16 petabytes of information and literally billions of conversations, as Carl Sagan would say, there's billions and billions of conversations out there. And uh, so what we've done uh, at Sprinklr to solve this problem, and we're generally considered to be probably one of the most sophisticated AI platforms in the world, and uh, head-to-head we'll beat any platform that comes our way Uh, we've got eight layers of ai more than 100 languages being covered including some of the more complex um, languages like japanese and chinese which are a little trickier Um, there are 10 billion predictions per day with an 80 percent accuracy coming out of sprinkler 10 billion a day and we have about uh, a little more than 1200 ai models Across sixty different industry verticals now, so that's that's just a little bit of sense of what what's going on there, uh, and then when we, we route this into a database, and so the database and just to give you a sense of scope here, okay, um, and Sprinkler is obviously way out there. I mean, we are the world's leading CXM platform, and we are the world's leading distributor of all this kind of stuff. And you know, we're we're pulling in more information than anyone else on the planet, so. These numbers are big numbers, but that's because it's they're sprinkler numbers. So in the CXM database, there's a billion records uh, ingested per day. Uh, We do 15 billion automation runs per day. Uh, We do real-time reporting on 600 billion records. And there's real-time alerting on more than a billion different time series. Just to give you a sense of the scope of this, right? Now, what's cool about this is once you've kind of got a system like this running, and this has taken probably six or seven years to build and very focused effort. It's a very significant percentage of our R&D budget and very significant part of what we do every day. Um, Once you build something like this, then, you know, what can you do with it? And one thing that we do, which is great, is you can do location insights. So if you're a fast food restaurant and you want to know which of your locations are performing well, we can actually isolate the sentiment, positive and negative, to different locations. It's great for banks, it's great for hotels, um, and people sort of express their sentiments so you kind of know what's going on. Uh, You can also get media insights. We're actually replacing some of the more traditional PR earned message tools uh, out there like scission those kind of older older tools are being replaced by sprinkler all over the place by some of the and some of the world's biggest companies and uh, it's because we access more information more broadly than they can and uh, gives you insight into what's happening in your media your earned media uh, allows you to see issues before they um Become a problem. So there's crisis management. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff around governance, use of mark, that kind of stuff. Uh, product insights. This is a very exciting area. Uh, working with a lot of product groups and tech companies, hardware companies, packaged goods companies, people who got a strong product focus. Use Sprinkler to be able to find out what things they should build next and what kind of things people are saying about the products that they already have um, makes a huge difference. Competitive insights, it's pretty obvious, but you know what is the competition doing? Let me see that rolled up, let me benchmark against the competition, let me understand how they're working and what they do well, that makes a big difference. There's audience insights, who am I talking to, uh, what do they care about, what do they do, where do they go, what words do they use to describe me, what emojis do they use to describe me? There's visual insights, uh, visual insights are really cool, because uh, we can actually see things i've actually many examples of this um, at microsoft where we would see the logos but we wouldn't see words in the in the post and we'd be able to react to it and respond to it Uh, we do this for lots of different clients some for example will use our um, visual ai to basically ocr serial numbers on say a computer case and be able to um, get the computer serial number into a customer care person's hands without the customer having to do it themselves. And those numbers are tiny, right? So it's a lot better if we could just do it for them. Um, we can see when um, people are trying to bypass a text-based system and do hand-drawn flyers and post those to you know, run parties and things like that. We can see that, uh, recognize it, and then be able to alert. We've had a lot of Really great success with that as well. Industry insights. um, Many teams will use us to sort out what's happening in an industry uh, and then publish that uh, as almost like a regular feed and turn what we're doing almost into the definitive source of what's happening in an industry. And then finally, my favorite one is sentiment insights. And sentiment is, you know, what is the sentiment that someone has about you? How do they feel? How do they feel about your ads? What are they reacting to? Uh, All these emotional elements are really, really powerful. Um, And and as part of sentiment, we can also now detect intent. And intent is a really important thing to detect uh, in comments. So you know how to route someone correctly, whether you're going to send them to customer care or, you know, community management or whatever that is, the intent of their message is really important. And there's a lot of nuance and subtlety in there that AI is really good at separating out. And so just kind of the, you know, kind of just give you kind of a quick sense of sort of the the flow of all this stuff and all the different things that are sort of moving through it. And you really do have to have one of the most advanced AI systems possible to do it. I think that where, I see people fail in modern channel management is where they try to manage it manually with human beings. Um, The scope and volume of messaging is so high. I mean, that could have sort of worked like 10 years ago, but the volume of messaging is so high now that if you have community managers and just manual intervention, you're maybe going to get to 1%. Maybe. Maybe. 1% 1% of the messages coming at you probably not even that high. You just can't manage it any other way. You've got to bring AI into the fore, and you've got to have the classification and routing and all the other kinds of things that AI does in order to make it work well. And so as, and again, as thinking about a mass one-to-one system, um, maybe one of the reasons sometimes people balk at it a little bit is that conceptually, if you take the mindset of the broadcast world, and you apply it to the one-to-one world, it doesn't make any sense because there's a very tiny team of people, um, mostly manually producing marketing materials in today's broadcast universe. Uh, And then you think, how are those people gonna respond to like a million incoming messages. Well, they're not. There's no way they can. And so then people sort of give up or throw their hands in the air. So that's why any mass one-to-one system has to not just have Discover, which brings all this stuff in, but it's got to have the Classify stage, which has to be a deeply sophisticated AI system to enable people to make sense of what's happening and be able to respond. Now you're still gonna have to engage more people in the company, but the thing is, if you're routing stuff like correctly, and if you've got things classified correctly, and if you've got smart responses in place as well, then it, you can actually sort of more broadly bring customer input and feedback and commentary into the company. You can have a more two-way communication pattern with the customer because it's been made sense of. It's not like you're turning everyone in the company into a community manager. Now, that's. That's classify. So, uh, we will be talking about Engage tomorrow. It's obviously the really cool part of it. And I think Engage is actually really what makes CXM CXM. Like, it's the M in CXM. And there are a bunch of pe- folks out there saying they're CXM companies, but they're not. They're just really maybe CX. And, uh, or really, in many cases, just CF, customer feedback. Um, And so we'll talk a little bit about that and we'll talk about why the M and CXM is so important as you think about a platform and defining the category. So that was a very serious talk today, but that was fun. I enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, Lots of the use of the word billions. uh, So um, and I did use petabytes as well. So lots of big numbers today. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed that as well. And I'll see you tomorrow uh, on Engage. And for the CXM experience on GradCon.